0: When you need medical help fast, use NHS 111 online to go from home to an urgent treatment centre. Mr
1: Williams, please come through. Or a pharmacy. Hello, pharmacist will see you now.
0: Or if needed, stay where you are and get a call from a nurse, doctor or paramedic. Get assessed and directed to the right place for you in as little as 90 seconds. Use NHS 111 online. This is Our People Podcast telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust.
1: Hello, I'm Fiona Thompson and I am a Communications Officer with The Trust. I'm joined today by Toby Aladipo, our Armed Forces Healthcare Lead, and Gemma Taylor, who is our Workforce Development and Education Manager. Thank you both for joining us today. Uh, Toby, why don't you start us off by telling us about your route into the role?
2: Yeah, so in terms of my background, by training I'm an orthoptist and I worked as an orthoptist for three years in Edinburgh before moving to The Trust. and works for seven years at Sunderland Eye Infirmary. So in terms of my role, it's not a job role people often come across as an orthoptist, and that involved seeing patients who had squints, double vision, lazy eye, so quite a broad range of patients.
1: And so how did you come into this job in particular?
2: So in terms of the role, I saw the advert internally for this role, and I've always had an interest in, in the armed forces, and they're an interesting group of patients as well. And from what I already knew and from what I've been learning, there can be a group of patients where the emphasis is more on showing them what's available and how they can be supported. They're not necessarily going to volunteer for the support that they're entitled to.
1: And you've been in that role since last year?
2: That's right, since October.
1: And you're our very first person in this role as well, aren't you?
2: That's correct. And you
1: a new thing for our Trust entirely. Um, And Gemma, why don't you take us through the same, what's your background, how did you come into your role and what do you take care
2: of?
0: Yeah, so I left university and then went into recruitment. I worked for a recruitment agency for quite a long time and then I moved into local authority, helping support people into work who may have um, struggled with different barriers into work. That kind of led to this role. I did a lot of work with the NHS when I worked for the local authority um, and when the job was advertised I kind of jumped at it because it was very similar to what I'd been doing. And Toby, what do you do as part of your role?
2: So there's a few different aspects to it. So one of the key aspects advocacy for pa- patients who are veterans when they come into Trust, so that can be helping them deal with how the NHS functions. Obviously it's quite different when you've been in the army for a number of years and you're not used to the whole GP referral system and interacting with, with healthcare. Um, as well as that it explains them the additional support that's available. We're quite fortunate in this area, we've got a number of organisations that do really good work with veterans. and I can point them in the direction of what's appropriate for them and additionally it's putting in place education for staff and I mean talks to put in place things that are a bit more formal but at the moment it's been advising staff about what's available for the veterans that they see in their areas.
1: So you're providing that link between the patients but also the patients and our staff
0: too?
2: That's correct, yeah. Fantastic.
0: And Gemma, what do your responsibilities (coughs) involve as part of your job? So I look after um, apprentices and all things to do with kind of p- people coming into the, into the Trust as a new new recruit and then once they're in the Trust we offer t- t- higher level apprenticeships to support people throughout the, the career journey and as part of that um, we, we offer a step in the health programme which is an armed forces programme linked to work, work placements so we offer a placement for those leaving the forces who are kind of making that transition and then they can go into work in the Trust. And do you
1: find that when people who have an Armed Forces background come to us, they have experiences and qualifications within the service that they were part of, but you, that needs to translate into what we
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes it's quite challenging for them. They've got lots of skills and lots of um, experience, but sometimes that's hard to, get to put it across in an NHS speak. So it's about that kind of transition
1: for them as well. Mm. Brilliant. And so uh, we are recording this partly because it is military March month, Uh, What is this all about and how does it help our patients but also our colleagues
0: too? I think it's an NHS campaign? It is. It's an NHS campaign to kind of support all things military throughout the month of March. It was predominantly started to to support Reservists, but the Trust has decided to kind of extend it and celebrate all things armed forces.
1: Are we doing anything in particular to to market? Is it just part of our ongoing support for... For those people
0: yeah it's our ongoing support so as part of the celebrations for military March me and Kath Griffin director of HR and organizational development have attended an award ceremony to receive the gold award which we were recredited for this year and we're really pleased to get gold award again and we're going to go into more detail about that because that is a hugely key part about what
1: we do to support our armed services yeah. as well so so we are a forces friendly employer
0: what does that mean in reality it means we kind of do our utmost to respond to for armed forces um, agenda so we, we offer a, a, a great package for reservists to get additional leave and um, we, we offer a, a supported package with step into health so people can gain work through the trust and now with toby's role we offer a, a, a package for veterans
1: yes so we have become an, a veteran aware trust Um, That was quite a a long process, I think. What did that involve uh, to gain the accreditation, and what does it mean for our patients and for our colleagues too?
2: So in terms of the Veteran Aware Accreditation, that's specific to healthcare, and as part of that, there's something within the Armed Forces community, which is known as the Armed Forces Covenant, and that's a commitment by organizations that veterans are treated um, as they deserve to be treated without disadvantage, and recognizing the needs that they have. So as part of Veteran Aware, that's saying that we're compliant with that. Um, Within the trust, having at least two Armed Forces champions identified, we're quite fortunate in our trust in that we've got um, Gemma on the staff side, we've got Kath Griffin on the executive side, and myself, um, patient-facing in that role, and making sure that we identify members of the Armed Forces community when they come in.
1: I know that I've seen the posters around the hospital now. They've got your face on, so it's lovely when people can keep an eye out for those. Uh, Will it kind of result in, in training for staff in the long run? Is that going to be part of it?
2: Yeah, so that's part of it as well. So I've had talks with education in terms of putting training in place and obviously conscious of making sure that we're not increasing the burden on staff in terms of training. I think it'll be quite interesting. For example, for me, one of the key things that I learnt when I came into the role is what the definition of a veteran is. And it's actually anyone who served a day or more paid service in the armed forces. And I think you can have that perception that a veterans, someone who's of a particular age, they're an old man. But actually, when you're interacting with veterans and going to these organisations, you get a broader picture of what a veteran is.
1: Yeah, that's a real insight into the reality of it as well. And I think it would probably help loads of different people across the organisation, whether it's in our own communications, because we come across patients and colleagues all of the time, and it would be really useful to have that Uh, ability to learn a little bit more about that background as well. And we've also retained our Gold Employers Recognition Scheme, uh, so that is ARS status. Uh, Gemma, why don't you take us through um, what that is and how does it help our community?
0: It's the Ministry of Defence's award and recognition for working with the armed forces and gold's the highest level you can achieve. And we successfully achieved that in 2017 and then we've re-accredited. A lot of the re-accreditation around us kind of acting as advocacy for other organisations wanting to go to gold. So we've worked with a couple of different trusts and, and Choice being one of them to kind of make sure they, they receive gold. And so Choice is our subsidiary which um,
1: is takes care of our estates and the kind of kind of smooth running of the hospital services as well doesn't it like yeah. support stuff Um just for anybody who doesn't know off the top of the head what choice is i know our staff will but and and, and people across uh, southern for example will recognize mm-hmm. it from staff uniforms and and things like that so that's really useful it carries across into what choice do as well mm-hmm. brilliant uh toby why don't you tell us a little bit more about what we do when we become aware that somebody has an armed forces background uh, if they're with us as a patient
2: yeah so the first step is asking the right question so it tends to be the case that if you ask someone who has who does classify as a veteran are you a veteran often they themselves won't say yes and the question that's been encouraged to ask is have you ever served in the armed forces including the reserves and national service and within the hospital system there's a question within the nursing assessment and once that's asked that flags onto an electronic notification which I get and then I come out to the ward, speak to the patient. It could be that they just want a chat. It could be that there's more they want to talk about and I can visit them a number of times and build up that rapport with them and offer them information about what's available in terms of breakfast clubs, support organisations and national organisations that will support them with things up to and including housing as well actually. And if they've had um, if they have a particular disability, some of these organisations will go out and assess their homes and look at wh- what adjustments can be made to their okay. living situation.
1: And I guess that um, that notification on their the details will just let colleagues know as well. So that's another level of awareness for them. Yeah,
2: so there's a lot of work um, with IT to try and make sure that that notification's visible. So that's a work in progress in terms of making it visible to everyone. But certainly once that question's answered that, does notify myself. That opens that door. Yeah.
1: And do we find um, people with an armed forces background tend to have co- conditions that more commonly than <coughs> others? Um, is there something that we offer them help with in that regard?
2: Yeah it's quite an interesting one because you've got it's almost a, a double edge because you get some people who because they've been in the armed forces a lot fitter than the average person it could be that they don't come to a hospital as often um, but typical conditions that they they come in with, you get hearing issues as a result of the machinery and the type of equipment and exercises that they've been on, muscular, skeletal problems as well due to the physical nature of the work, Um, and of course and possibly the condition which most people will be aware of, PTSD, certainly as a group there are a lot of individuals who are affected by that.
1: And does that mean that we can just offer them another level of support when they come in for their appointments?
2: Yeah, so as part of my role, um, even with outpatients, I've been able to accompany patients to appointments and they've been very appreciative of that. Again, it's that lack of familiarity with the NHS and me being along with them that can help to support them. And in terms of things like mental health issues, there are organisations that will specifically look at getting them counselling for that. And it does actually extend to their families and children as well.
1: Yeah because uh, when we were chatting about this um, podcast beforehand you mentioned that you also help children who have a parent in the armed forces so I don't know whether you can tell us a little bit more about that because I think that's a really interesting point in your job.
2: So in terms of having a a parent who's been in the armed forces one of the things that can be quite difficult is sort of integrating back into civvy street as it's sometimes called into civilian life and one of the organisations that can help with that is an organisation called Little Troopers and they provide resources to help children with personnel specifically and in this area we've got an organisation called veterans in crisis and um, we're actually myself and Gemma were at a meeting that they were at on Monday um, where their founder Fowler was talking about specific access that they've got to counselling for children um, that they can provide if they're contacted Um, so we're quite fortunate to have that organisation on our doorstep.
1: A huge help to families uh, out there across our area. Um, And since you started in your role, um, you've also been able to help a number of our patients already. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about those you've already been able to lend some support to?
2: Yeah. So, in fact, the first patient that I saw was a, a lady in her 80s who'd been in the RAF and she'd left the RAF in the early 60s. and so. When I came to see her she was quite surprised and so it, it wasn't necessarily a part of her life that she thought was still relevant um, in terms of it being remembered by anyone and I I, I told her that your country does remember your yeah, service absolutely. and yeah. she was quite encouraged by that and I was able to put her in touch with the RAF Benevolent Fund and they're, they're going to help her um, with some adjustments when she moves.
1: And that's what those ones are there yeah. for at the end of the day, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Irrespective of when you served, it must make a massive difference to know that you're still being thought of and you are still still to be looked after. Mm-hmm. Um, and have there been any other instances where you've been able to kind of lend a hand to people and yeah, and, and be there?
2: Yeah, so there was a chap who was taken ill in um, Sunderland. He wasn't from the area and didn't know anyone in the area and staff on the ward noted that he in the armed, armed forces I think he had some items with him that helped him to identify that and I was able to come and see him every day that he was in the hospital and visit him and just have a chat there wasn't anything in particular that he felt mm-hmm. he wanted but he was quite appreciative that I was there to chat and it was very interesting for me hearing all his stories.
1: Yeah I suppose it kind of so, helps in your world doesn't it when absolutely. you get to know about people's backgrounds and their stories and how they come to us and mm-hmm. just to know that they've got somebody there to chat to and to, to know that You're there to be a pal in those times because it can be really daunting to be in hospital. Mm. If you've, you've, you know, difficult for anybody, any time. Um, And I know our staff do a fantastic job of making people comfortable and and welcome. But you know, in being in hospital when you haven't got friends and family around, you must be really quite different. Absolutely. Um, And Gemma, as part of your role, um, I know that you support those who've served uh, when they've joined our staff. Do you want to tell us a little bit about? Yeah,
0: so we offer a guaranteed interview scheme. So before a a member of somebody becomes a member of staff, and they they express an interest through the um, guaranteed interview scheme, which is where we recognise that they've got a lot of transferable skills, but they might they they might struggle to put that on on paper in NHS terms. And so we offer we offer that. Once somebody is employed with us, it really depends on what support they're they're looking for. Sometimes they're looking to see if they can kind of transfer some of the um, qualifications have gained in the armed forces so we look at kind of comparisons it may be that they want to progress their career further and we'll look at supporting them through a different, a different series it could be apprenticeships or a kind of degree
1: routes I know that you do a lot of work with our reservists as well, so I should give a special shout out to uh, Alex and Alexander who recorded a podcast with us uh, in series one. It's a really good lesson. Uh, they seem to get a shout out most of our podcasts now, um, but it's really excellent, and they gave us a fantastic insight into how they um, are supported by us, but also how yes. their in turn helps us as an organisation. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to tell us a little bit more about uh, the work you do to support our reservists and how that? works in practice because
0: they spend some time with us, but also spend some time do, with the armed forces. They do, they've got some dedicated time that they spend doing the armed forces work. So that's usually one night or two nights a week, and then they get dedicated time off to attend annual training camps. So we kind of support the annual training camps. If anyone's called up for a, de- a deployment anywhere, I would help transition that and make sure everything was in place from a, a trust perspective. So they could kind of go off and, and do the mission and then come back to us with no problems. Yeah. And they must just need a uh, somebody to somebody
1: to be there for them when they're doing that because there must be so many things to take into consideration when yeah, they're doing that. There is um, a lot. And I know that we kind of benefit on the flip side of it because what they learn when they're out um, with their with their their group it comes back to help us. So do you find that it's quite interesting to find out what they've done and how they put that? It learning is, it's really interesting to in
0: the as the, the Armed Forces also offer a lot of leadership qualifications, so they do a lot of leadership qualifications while they're out in the Armed Forces, which they can transfer back into Trust. Excellent. And we've also forged some fantastic links, I know Toby's already made mention of this, but we've
1: uh, already made some great links with our community groups. Do you want to talk a little bit more about what they are and who they are and how, how we're getting to know each other?
2: Yeah, so we're quite fortunate to have um, See you, that there are lots of um, veteran organisations. That's, mm-hmm. that's one of the, the things I'm learning. Um, but in particular, in terms of who I'd had contacts with, uh, Veterans in Crisis, Sunderland, and Naffy Break, South Tyneside, um, I've been along to their drop ins that they, they have weekly and explain my role and what I do. And they've been a fantastic support in both ways. I've, I've had patients referred into myself from them who I've been able to see and support. And likewise, when I'm seeing patients in the hospital, I've been able to direct them there if they need things that could be food parcels, support getting white goods in the house and things like that as well. And more recently as well, have got links with Sunderland Football Club. They run a veterans breakfast on the second Wednesday of each month that myself and Gemma have been along to. And Rob Scott, who works there, has been very supportive of
1: So um, where, where's that held and what time?
2: So that's normally held at the Black Cat's Bar at 9am, second Wednesday of each month. And it's just a great forum to connect with other people in various roles supporting veterans and with the staff in the football club as well. and They've normally got some Sunderland legends.
1: Oh they, well, some that's, that's Depending that's, on how you are, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> I, I'm a neutral in this. Oh, in this, instance, I'm, I'm yeah, a Liverpool fan. So oh oh like, right, uh, well, right, you. I don't guy. have local rockers, Um <laughs> But it, but
1: it is a really good forum because I suppose football, and we've talked about this in another podcast actually, is an amazing leveler, and it um, just gives another way to reach out to people, I guess. Uh, that wouldn't have been available otherwise. Um, and it must be good not only for you to get to know those people who go there, but for those the officials behind that to know you as a link. So it must be nice to kind of forge those friendships and, and just know that you've got a point of contact. And I, I guess that works both ways.
2: Yeah, it's been really good. I've been able to send my leaflets to all those organisations, Veterans in Crisis, Naffy Break and the um, football club. And have you got quite a breakfast. few cups
1: of teas and breakfasts out yeah. <laughs> that's all right then. That's all right. That's, that's a perk of the job. And uh, we've also been supported by some local businesses, and this is extremely generous of them. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about what's happened so far? And I don't know whether you want to put a shout out to anybody uh, else who would like to get involved.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so I had a very generous donation from Asda, Leachman, Sunderland, and they provided some toiletries because it can be the case that we get veterans that come in with not very much. in in terms of personal items, toiletries, soap, things like that. And um, I received a donation from them, which I'm very thankful for. And they indicated that that could be something that could continue going forward as well. And also, if any organisations are out there and looking to support veterans in our hospitals, I'd be really happy to speak to you about what what we can do to support. I
1: know we do provide some basics for patients when they come in, you know, Mm -hmm. you just never know if you're going to end up in hospital, but um, it's always nice to have those things that are just a little bit better and a little bit Mm-hmm. A, a special touch when you're in hospital and we do some fantastic work with our um, our older patients mm-hmm. um, so a similar kind of idea isn't it that we're just there to make sure people feel mm-hmm. loved and comforted in that time and so uh, they can always get in contact with you through our website and things as well can't okay. they there's all your contact all there. Yep. that's very good of Asda thank you Asda earlier this year you took part in an exercise which brought us together with loads of other trusts in the region
0: um, and lots of other officials what was the task on the day There was a couple of different tasks. There were some team building tasks where we were tasked with um, moving. Large wheel, wheels in between in between cones, which was really quite challenging. Sounds a lot easier than it, 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 it was on the day. Um, we also did a, like a disaster response, a, a chemical attack response, which we had to down done all of the um, the protective equipment and wash down a, a, a patient, which was really quite challenging as well. Quite different hands-on experience yeah, being both as well. Yeah. So did you both get different roles to do during that day, or was it all working together in one go? Some of it was working yeah. together in one team and some of it was kind of you had an allocated role and you had to work together with the team to make sure you, 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 you achieved that common ground. And did you get to meet lots of different people in different roles from different areas of the NHS as well? Yes, there was lots of different trusts, lots of different trusts there, NEAS were there, the North East Ambulance Service were there, they were hosting the event and it was really good to get a different insight as to what they do and they, they offer brilliant
1: and what was it like at the end of that day to look back at what you'd done like was it a good learning experience and is it
0: something you'd like to do again it was it was really good definitely. really challenging but yeah. i think most people who took part in it would definitely want to do it again absolutely unfortunately i couldn't be there i'd, be, I'd had an invite to it and i'd love
1: to do it again because it sounds fantastic and i know mm-hmm. there was lots of people kind of casualties that were mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. put into yeah. to, to locations and yet people had to think about how they would support that person and get them the help yeah. they need and it good. must just be a big Mm, so I, I think you
2: can think it's going to be quite physically demanding, but it was more, I'd say it was more mentally mm. yeah. demanding, but it had like the right balance of, yeah. you know, doing stuff practically. Mm. I thought it was really good.
1: And while you've been clinical before talking, I guess in, in this instance... It's totally different oh, yeah. all over Completely again. Completely
2: out of my depth. Uh, Unless clinically. we have had an eye
1: injury. <laughs> and totally different
0: for me because yeah. I'm non-clinical, so it was really challenging.
1: Yeah, and was it quite interesting to see how the dynamics of the group worked as well? Because was there kind of natural leaders or did you put, be, get put in a position where you had to...
2: Yeah, I, to I think it, it was just quite a good example of people, because was quite a few of us, as Gemma says, from the Trust. And we just sort of went into the training that we'd had in our backgrounds and mm-hmm. trying to adapt that training to the mm-hmm. situation in front of us. And I think it we didn't work quite well, well as a team. Yeah,
1: and I think there was a cocktail party at the end of the day as well. wasn't Yes, there, there? was. Ended <laughs> on wow. <That's> a nice note. That's that's <laughs> a lovely way, especially after such a tough day as well, because it must have been really tiring. Yes, um, yes. To then just kind of relax and be able to network and get to meet people and. Mm-hmm and mm-hmm. have a nice end to the day. Yeah. And so Gemma, I know that one of the bits of work you're looking at is to um, make links with our colleagues who've previously served before they've joined us. So what is has do- been done about that? And if anybody's listening, what can they do to get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, they can definitely get in touch with me. All my details are on the website. Um, but I think what we're trying to do is set up a kind of network of, of veterans. So when me and Toby are out doing things, we've got a network to kind of fall back on to bounce ideas off and move things forward. And I guess there's,
1: unless you go and ask those people what they would like to, in terms of support, you don't know, do you? No, mm-hmm.
0: no, so I think that would be the That's starting true. point of it, once we've got a group of people, what kind of support do they require, yeah. what, can we, what can we do better mm. within the Trust? And I guess as new people join us as well,
1: you've got an opportunity to learn from how we've done before, and mm. what support people would benefit from, and I guess there's a mentoring situation you could possibly put in place there as well. Yeah, yeah I
2: think it's quite exciting, there's a lot of possibilities for that, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And so we also get involved with Armed Forces Day in June and then there's also Veterans Day in November. What do we do as part of those
0: events? So for, for Armed Forces Day in June, um, the Chief Executive hosts an annual dinner to kind of reward the reservists. And this year, last year we introduced the cadets to that, which was really successful. And Toby and I have talked about how we're going to do this year's and maybe widen that up to veterans as well. Excellent. And um, So is Veterans Day something done slightly differently? Yes, in the November day, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, so in this past November, we held a couple of buffet lunches for veterans and reserves in the Trust. So we held one at South Tyneside and one at Sunderland. And we also invited Nafi Break and Veterans in Crisis along to that. And that was just really a great opportunity to put the the Trust out there into the community as well and show people that we are... Um, the organisation for the community
1: Because yeah. I know our, um, our volunteers events got put on hold due to the pandemic and those mm. have made a return and it's really lovely to see people
0: together again. And, and It was, it was re- we it had the, the same that was put on hold because of COVID mm. but it was lovely this year to bring, bring it back and it was the first time Toby had done the November one which I think worked really well and it'll probably be a rolling programme. Uh, and also do we mark Remembrance Day as well?
2: So for Remembrance Day, um, managed to get the children's ward involved and had them making poppy designs and um, various things around the poppy and had that displayed.
1: I know our, children the our, our um, paediatric teams do an amazing job when it comes to decorating, oh, they really like, do. arts and crafts as a whole of the world for mm-hmm. them, they do a fantastic job.
2: Yeah so it's, it was quite good to get that out there and visible for the public when they were passing through.
1: And if there's anything, if anybody's listening and they want to know more about your rules what's the best thing for them to do? get in touch with us isn't it yeah pick up the phone or email us i think Absolutely. there's a section on our website certainly i know toby there's a there's a section for you yeah yeah there's there's a a your Good. details are on there and jemmy yours is on there yes. as well fantastic well thank you very much for joining us i hope everybody's enjoyed learning a bit more about what we do for our forces. thank you thank you
0: thanks for joining us for this episode of our people podcast We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.